Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Welcome back to a first episode of Missing Curfew. Up dog curfew calls fella. Oh, these are fun. These I are love fun. these. Yeah, they're I great. Love these. these are, to me, these are more fun. This is that, shooting the shit. Yeah, this, this is, is like, like round table. What do the boys want to talk about? Bring it on. Let's fucking sit in the locker room and talk. I was just going to say, just come in with the morning coffee after you take a shit. And you're just like, <laughs> what's going on in the world, boys? Hey, what do you guys got? That's always hey. nice. You walk in the dressing room. Like, hey, morning, boys. I'll be right with you there. I just got to take a quick shit here. A quick crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right what did you do for dinner last night, boys? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. I do miss that. Yeah. Hey, young guys, what did you what'd you pick up last night? Anything good? Any stories for the boys? <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Well, you, we, I mean, we had those stories right to the end. Right, we were we weren't looking for uh, we were looking for. No, I mean it was just they were still coming. You know, it was nice. Yeah, you get the little lounge at the at your own barn, but if you're on the road, eh, you just get to go in. You know, the walk to the hotel, walk to the rink. I always liked the hotels that were right beside the rink, and you could walk over. You didn't have to worry about getting on the bus. Go down for a little breakfast, see the up dog. It's not some breakfast. Walk over with your coffee, sign a couple autographs. I don't know, getting on the bus, going to the rink. I just enjoyed that nice walk over in the morning. Were you ever a guy that, like, you know, said, I'm not going to eat at this hotel here this morning. I'm going to go, like, walk across the street. I know a little spot. Like, you know that you learned over the years? No. I always liked that. Yeah. Like, I, I'd leave the hotel. I'd spend an extra 10 minutes, maybe go walk over somewhere, get, like, the local, kind of the local uh, version of breakfast on the road. I need that extra 10 minutes just to fucking probably. I always found they overcharge you at the hotel. Too. <laughs> you That's be, for sure. They you do. don't want to be paying like 45 bucks for like pancakes and eggs or something, you know? Yeah. I didn't eat breakfast a whole lot. Like I, I wasn't a big breakfast guy, especially before we we're going to skate. Really? So yeah, I would probably wake up right to the bitter end, go down, grab a coffee, go right to the rink. Maybe nice. have a bagel at the rink. I was a big bagel at the rink guy. You're a bagel guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, whatever. I, I have a bagel at the I rink. like some egg whites and a little avocado and. Yeah. Maybe uh, love, like, you know, blueberry pancakes. I wasn't getting up early to go to fucking breakfast. I can tell you that. <laughs> all right. I can tell you fucking <laughs> that. I'll tell you that. Um, all right. Curfew calls. We appreciate it. Uh, keep them coming. This is going to be great off season content for the boys. And like me and Updog said, we love it. So, Maxi, what do we got? Number one here. Curfew call, fella. Fellas, how's it going? Just checking in here. Two part question. What kind of flex did you guys use on your stick? And what was your go to curve? Good question. Great question. Did he say his name? Coming in from Jarrett the Jet. Jarrett, Jarrett the Jet. The Jet Ski. Uh, listen, I'll start off. Yeah. Um, I used a Drury Curve, okay? It was, uh, I think you might have used one early two obes, but you didn't down the stretch because you, you, you turned a, a different paddle. But I was a notorious ever since junior. I used, uh, it was a heel curve. It was called the Drury. Um, I started with Easton, then I went on to Bower Sticks, and then I finished with Warrior. 
But uh, I used to use a 90 flex and then it went down to 87. And I think when I finished, I was more towards like an 80. And then that's just the evolution of shooting, right? Yeah. I think Brett Hall used a stick that was always super, super flimsy. And he was like the only guy that, that like kind of new technology was acting in his favor with that like whippy, whippy stick, you know? He didn't, I, I had, I, I was just writing Halsey down. Did he use like a 60 flex? It was something like stupid? a, no, no, no. It was probably like a 60, 70 flex. Yeah. I don't think at that time they had numbers really. It was just like. You, you grabbed Hollies and it was like a. <laughs> you just like lean on and be like, "Yeah, that's a, yeah, that'll work." Give yeah, me that like one. Give one of those one. street hockey sticks. Yeah. And uh, so, but but as my career went on, the flex got a little. I don't know if it's because of the body, but the flex got a little more flimsy, <laughs> and uh, that meant you could only use that stick for like a game or a practice because she was just she was Lucy. Everything gets that. a little more flimsy. Yeah, 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 yeah a little totally. older. She just doesn't quite fucking stick up like yeah, she used to. Yeah, right? they got stuff for that now, but. Um, no, that was, it was a good, good question. Great question. What, what kind of curve do you You're use? right. You're a good fucking, oh, you're a good teammate, buddy. You're a good teammate. I used a jury, but yeah. as my career went on, I, I, my blade got thicker and thicker. Yeah, bigger paddle. Bigger paddle. Beaver I paddle. wanted to knock pucks down for passive. And for passing, I thought I was better. And for my flex, I used a 110. Wow. Yeah, 110s for straight cross-checking purposes. Really? Like, I, I was not a big slap shot guy, but That's I just wanted a fucking stick. Cialis twig. Yeah. Yeah, strong card, rock card. So when I cross checked you in the arm, you felt it. You have to worry about breaking. Um, great question. Did you use, did you use the grip on your twig? Did you did you use the? I was old school. You know where you put the tape on the other side and you fucking give it the old that. Did you use that or did I you did. have the actual grip? No, I I would I never used the actual grip because it added weight. Yeah. Um, but I used a thicker paddle, and the inside of my stick had a little concave. Um, you know, a little. And, uh, <laughs> I used, I used what was like the little kind of jagged pebble kind of finish on it, you know? So it oh, had like a little, like the, the ribbed, the it was ribbed, ribbed for your baby. pleasure, yeah. the rib for your pleasure. Ultra ribbed. <laughs> I did the ultra rib, the ultra and, ribbed, uh, eh? like you, I would do one swipe, one swipe up and down the shaft. I eh? get it a little <laughs> sticky. I was a one swipe guy. Just like when you're shaving under your nuts, eh? just one little thing there under the shaft. Yeah, you, you go, go double swipe there. You don't want to miss any. I, I got, the reason I asked is I got to the point where I would put so much stick on it by the end of, that I would, even when it was sticky, it wouldn't feel sticky. So I almost got addicted to fucking, by the end, my whole stick was like white. Hated that. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I'm in my own kitchen here. Yeah. You get that. It's too tacky. Yeah. Nothing worse than when your, your gloves are wet though. You don't have to worry about this in the show, but when you go back down the jungle, but like when you're slipping, I fucking didn't like that. Wet, stinky, <laughs> stinky, man. Especially when I was playing in Europe. I'm like, this is brutal. Like, yeah, where's my extra pair? I got no time for that wet, stinky. They're man. like, you get one pair of gloves. I'm like, one pair of gloves. That's all I get. One pair of gloves. Like even in the jungle, one pair of gloves. I mean, some guys Tough. use 10 pairs during the game. I mean, I watched fucking Jack Eichel. This is fucking months ago now, but I went and watched Jack Eichel play. Sat and pick seats where you're going to end up sitting. Watch how many times he changes his fucking gloves. Remember I said this. Watch how many times he changes. I saw him after the game. I said, holy fuck, Ike's like, how many pairs of gloves are you using? Crazy. He's like, you know who got me onto it? I'm like, who? The fact daddy. I said, the fact daddy fucking told me. It's like every fucking shift. We watch when we go to these, like every fucking shift, he's changed them. And the only guy I can remember that was kind of like that was Vinny LeCavier. And Vinny LeCavier with sticks, I remember when I got to Tampa, I come in the stick rack, right? I had like fucking three sticks, four sticks. They were all like shitty looking. My knobs all fucked up. Eh? And I look over at Vinny LeCavier and he's got fucking, I'm not lying up, dog, 25 CCM sticks taped up perfect. Vinny LeCavier, 
I'm like, this guy's a beauty. Yeah, a legend. I fucking just want to party with this guy. Little, what did you used to write on your sticks? What did you write on your sticks? <laughs> Please, God, don't fuck up. <laughs> Nothing. I wrote my number. Really? 55. Did you write stuff on yeah, that? Yeah, I wrote, um, so when my brother had his, his girl, Avery, her name went on the back part of my stick. Wow. And during the game, when I would hold it, like if I ever got on TV... <laughs> She could see it because they watched you, a lot of the games. If you ever got on TV, the camera fucking loved you. You got more yeah. TV time than anyone. I know. It's great. I fucking the camera loved you. So I would always hold my stick paddle in and not on purpose. It was just the way I did it. And you could see Avery. And then on the front, I would write in numerical or sorry, in someone help me with this. Roman numeral, <laughs> Roman numeral, Roman numeral. Roman numeral. That's right? how yeah. I would do my stick. So one was just the I, two was the double I, three, triple it's like, I. It's like Rocky, Rocky and then four. The, you know, the, the one V was four. And I would go up to fucking 20 with that. How many sticks would you have? Lots. Really? Yeah, yeah. I like to. I you, like couldn't to just grab a, you couldn't just grab a shovel and use that? Yeah. <laughs> Pizza fucking shovel? No. So Vinny, yeah, Vinny, Vinny would look at a stick ups. No. Toss it away. He would look at, literally look at it. No. Like not even use it up. He sent it back to CCM. I'm wow. thinking. Wow. I was like, this guy's Actually, someone, beauty. check that. Um, check that one right in the middle, Binger. No, left of that. There. Turn that. No, no. Yeah, turn that's both of those around at the knob and tell me what says on the knob up top. That's my stick. That's oh, that's okay. Okay, go, go grab mine. The, that, check those two and tell me what it says at the knob. It says nothing. No, like look at the knob. It says nothing. Okay, was there any more there? What about the... Look how greasy my knob looks. There's just no, no, yeah. no. So, so those are... No, no, no. You're right. It, it would have been on the handle. Like on the white part on the tape. No, okay, so those aren't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fucking all empty. Let's just see how greasy my knob is. Yeah, you got a greasy knob. <laughs> greasy, greasy knob. So that's knob mine. Is, yeah, look at this. That is just pure grease. So these are, listen, this was Philly. But you know why I would do this bigger? Well, if you came to the net, I would fucking hit you with that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't write anything on here. 74, just by number, see? Pizza shovel. Look at that. Pizza shovel. Okay, so this was St. Louis. Stinks. This was St. Louis, which is shocking that I didn't have a number on this. <laughs> Same with this one. <laughs> None of them. Your East has your number on it. I know. This was Philly. This one's Philly. This one's probably Phoenix or or Florida. This is probably Florida. Yeah. But this Warrior, this was. I mean, maybe this is summer hockey, eh? Fuck, you used every fucking brand there. Easton Bauer yeah, Warrior? What, what did I call it? I told you. I started Easton's, and then I went in Philly because of Nasty. Yeah. I went to Bauer. He wanted everyone in Bauer. I think he's getting a side cut, eh, Nasty? For, sure, a side for cut. sure he was. And then Warrior was uh, my boy Steiner. Got me into the Warriors. What were your favorite if you had to pick one? Was there one that? Or I think just, the Easton was probably my favorite. What you score the most goals with, Easton? Bauer. Bauer. Phoenix, the 20-goal season. Boom. Is Bauer. that the 20 goal stick maybe right there? Was that have something to do with it? Yeah, we could say it. It's like 87 flex. 87 flex there. Oh, yeah. What's my flex? This puppy was 85. See, I, I did call it. Okay, so I, this is 102. But I think a 102 and a Bauer was like a 110 in Easton, right? What's that Easton say? This Easton is, um, who knows, but it's a double. Look at, this is where they inserted them. This stick's that old that they have the insertion part on there. See the white grip I'm talking about, though, ups on my twig? For the stickiness, sticky, icky, icky. That down a little lower, Obes. Oh, yeah, yeah. See it, Ups? I don't know. Let's see. That's what I'm talking about, like that grip. You yeah. want that grip on Yeah, there. see, I didn't have that. I just had 
But I even have, I made a mistake because this says, this says 102 stiff with grip. So I had grip and then I put my own grip on there. Must have had the sweats, eh? Fucking <laughs> paws sweating. Sticks are nasty, right? What's yeah, cooler, baseball bat or a hockey stick? Hockey stick. Are you nuts? Baseball bats are pretty cool. This is like a, ba like a baseball bat's like a, like a glass dildo. This is one that like fires up. <laughs> baseball bat will fuck you up. That thing will just break on top of your head. Okay, get over here. Let me yeah. try it. <laughs> That's true. If you're going to go into a fight, you probably want a baseball bat, right? Yeah. Although you This is longer. You could pitchfork them. Uh, Dr. Hook McCracken, take your eye out with a flick of the wrist. I went Bauer, then I went back to CCM. I, and I would say near the end, the CCM stick was better than Bauer. But I went opposite of you. I started Warrior out here in Anaheim. Then I went Easton. Then I went Bauer. Then I went CCM. So I guess we're both kind of just stick horse. But great Not question. Great question. Uh, we both used Drury's. Drury was a curve, man. It was just a little fucking. WHL1. I used the CHL1. Yeah. When I played for the Kingston Front. Next. Sherwood, CHL1. And that's kind of the Drury. That's that why we was? liked it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. There you go. I'll read one here. I'll read one here. We got, uh, what's his name? Declan Bart. He's from Ajax. De Declan. Declan. What did I say? Declan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Declan. I think you're right. Silent De C. De I believe it's Yogi. <laughs> Declan, my bad buddy. Declan Bart. I just call you Bart. Bart's here, Barter. Uh, oops, ups. How's it hanging, fella? Long to the left. Long time listener. Declan Barry here. From good old Ajax, Ontario. Question for the fellas. What three players on your former teams would you want to be with when the apocalypse is happening? Keep it up, gents. Rest in peace. Broadway, Jamie Scoops. AC. This guy's so, watching the, dude, the Last of Us. What a show. But when Great I think show. apocalypse, I think this is the end. Remember when they go over to fucking yeah, uh, they just get high as James guys. Franco's house? Yeah. I, that's that's that, exactly what he's talking that's about. That's exactly what he's talking about. So what three guys or The Last of Us? Great show, by the way. Would we want to go on the apocalypse with? I'm going to start off first off. Yeah, go ahead. Jordan Tutu. Because he can live on the land. He's going to fucking, he'll hunt whales and, and bears. He'll kick and he'll, the shit out of them. Everyone. Shoots guns. He can, he can carve up a fucking, you know, he can carve up a caribou. I think that's important when the apocalypse <laughs> is here. I mean, and then when you got to like, you know, kill somebody. He could, yeah. you know, carve him up for you when you got to fucking, you know, you'd say, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Here. I don't think we need to go that, <laughs> that far. We're not eating people. <laughs> they do in The Last of Us. Yeah, but they're fucked up. Hobes goes immediately to cannibalism. <laughs> Cannibal. <the> <laughs> no, no, well, no. There's going to be plenty of, of animals out there to skin before we need to start skinning each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I listen, I, I, I go on a different route because I don't think I'm going to last that long. I don't got much, <laughs> I don't got much fight left in me, right? If it's going to happen, I'm going to tip my hat. I, I don't want to go out and hunt the animals. So my three guys are going to be the up dog loops and the fat guy. You just want to go to concerts. I just, want, I just, I just want to say, listen, boys, <laughs> just go to festivals. <laughs> the apocalypse is coming factor. Bring over the biggest bottle of blue label. You got up dog, bring the fucking weed loops. Just get over here and let's fucking get fucked up and just drink it. When it's, when it's fucking over, it's over. I don't want to go hunt dogs or fucking, I don't want to go hunt deer. Dogs. I don't wanna, Jesus. I don't want to go hunt deer. I'm going to stick to rabbits. I think we're going to eat a, about a duck. <laughs> a duck's, ducks are tasty. They, they got, <laughs> you throw a little hey. miso glaze on it. 
Jesus. Dog, hey, fucking dude. dogs. I'm not killing my dog if this apocalypse comes. I'm, Ruby, Ruby, I'm not going to kill you. You're gonna, we're going to cuddle. Hey, I guess Fuck. it's safe to say I'm not ready for the apocalypse. Oh, no, hey, there's the sticks. They're done. <laughs> I guess I'm not ready for it. I just remember The Last of Us, that, that sick, the, the crazy bastards. That, that, yeah, that's why I jumped psychopaths. Yeah, psychopaths. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're like in a cult. Well, I don't she, think we're, we're going to be cool enough to not start our own cult. <laughs> okay, so let's say 10 years down you the road. You want to load up with the guys who have guns. So call your boy Billy Call Billy Quinn. Billy Quinn's right? the guy you got to Live have. on a fucking mountain. Make people come up to try to get you. If they come up, hose them down. You know what? I'm just fucking going to go hang out with Billy Quinn. You're right. <laughs> totally. He's You're got right. the ranch. He's You're ready. Right. So there's guys that are ready. No, but this is talking about who, who we played with. Bob Tuzo. I'll hang out with him. He's smart. He'll yeah. figure shit out. Right? Yeah. He's a good, like, you know, you want to hang out with him. He's a good personality. You just fucking, you're going to need some good guys around. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I went with the three guys that like getting banged totally, up. Totally. I, I agree. Went, I went well, we might get that, too banged up if someone tries to come and steal all our shit, like all our, you know, guns and our, yeah, our, that's true. our cars and our women. They're it, gone with them. It would be like, uh, Danny McBride in the, in the yeah. he's like, McBride's alive. He's eating all the fucking food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say I'm not prepared for apocalypse outside. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I just would be like, would you want to last that You want long? a guy that's going to invent shit too. How long Maybe would you invent a fucking rocket ship to get the hell out of here? How long would you want to fight though? Like, would you guys want to fight to the end? Would you guys want to like, or would you just be like, listen, life's never going to be like it was. It's over. I'm fighting. No, I'd fight. You'd yeah. fight. You like I'd fight. Yeah. You'd fight for what? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> the fuck are you fighting for? Fucking <laughs> a pair of Converse. Yeah. Give hey, me the, those listen, shoes. Okay, there's no more weed. When this apocalypse happens, the weed is gone. You cannot ever smoke weed again. You gotta no, no, be no, no. I think you load up on it. What do you mean you load up you on fucking, it? Yeah, what do you, 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 you save a bunch of it. You think he's going to be first guy to the fucking madman or people's getting the weed? He's they're going to be. The, I'm going to start growing it before the before yeah. it happens. No, but see, Ooh. see, he finds a little piece of land and he gets some seeds and he grows his own batch, you know, and like, then he protects the batch. Like the two gay guys in the in the, the yeah, Last of Us. Totally, that's yes. a great plan. What's his name? Bob and those guys had it figured out. Figured build out. a fence around their shit. Said, "Come in, try it. Yeah, like, yeah. try me, try me. You know." He had nice bottles of wine. He made it look like it wouldn't be that bad, actually. So this is where the this is the basis of the question: Who can figure out the shit, protect it, live the la- live the longest, live on the land, make you know, make life at least feel like it can extend as long as it can in a good way, you know? Yeah. So you're 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 gonna get some weed seeds and just fucking okay. You make it sound like all right. I might hang out with Binger then. Where where are you going? Where are you going with the weed? Hawaii or hey, something? Tim Thomas. Yeah. Tim Thomas has been ready for the apocalypse for a while now. Tim Thomas. He's out in fucking who knows where. He's got a ranch and he's been, I mean, I think he's been calling this for a while. Yeah, but when the apocalypse happens, you're, you're going to be stuck where you are. So you're in no. Newport Beach. What are you just going to, I mean, there's, there's going to be no planes flying. There's going to be no nothing. It's going to be chaos. You're not going to be like, hey, let's just go fucking hang out. Yeah, but you got to think it's not just going to, you know, boom. Well, Okay, so what's your it's first not going to boom happen tonight and by tomorrow it's all like fucking up and or you're going to have to get in your vehicle and fucking have a game plan. Okay, so have listen. some guns already lined up, have some gas, fucking See, I, out. I got none of that. I'm fucked. I'm done. Yeah. I got no chance. <laughs> either to you, either to you. None of Listen, I'll tell you what, if you want to just come to California, you take over this whole fucking state, right? The people from Texas are going to come over and mow us down. We're going to be done. Yeah. We got no guns. We got no nothing here. We're done. No, no, we're done. Beach. They got, just go just, a, you guys don't realize you just go across the border into Mexico and it's just going to be another Tuesday down there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Had the Tijuana. But listen, California, this 
Newport Beach, a lot of guns. Is there? Oh yeah, I don't have a gun. A lot of, lot of you guns. Get a gun? <laughs> I didn't get a gun. You get a gun? Shot you in the face. That's, ah, that's just a chance we were willing to so take. So, what's your first move if the apocalypse hits? We look outside here at Hall Pass and shit's hitting the fan. What do we do? I call mean, you can call you, nap time. Get his bird. Yeah. And get the hell you out. You gotta of go here. get your kids and mm-hmm. you got everything right. But what 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 do I what do I do? I just jump in my car and just go. I think the play is to be on a boat. Like a right? Duffy boat or? No, a fucking big one. <laughs> get away get, from people. That's yeah, get out plan. in the water. So listen, I got a plan. So if this happens, we jump in my car. You go get your family. Yeah. You guys jump in with me. We go to the Bay Club and we jump on the Shogun, the biggest fucking boat there. And then hot wire it. Hot, the keys are in. Out. The keys got to be in there. We find the fucking keys. Does anyone have a gun? I think we take this missing curfew, whatever we have in the bag, and buy a big ass boat. <laughs> Just we'll maybe we're release big, one. We're gonna need a bigger. But I'm I'm thinking it's time sensitive with the pot. Like you, the show Last of Us, they jumped in their car and they were gone. Like yeah, shit hit the fan. Yeah, he grabs his daughter and he's gone. And gone. So we need to be thinking on our feet here. We don't have time to like sell our fucking gear. We gotta go. Grab a couple sticks. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we gotta go. I'll take the well. Bring the hazy jersey. Yeah, yeah, no. And we're yeah, going. Yeah, we're going. We're fucking. It's every you know. It's every podcast for himself. <laughs> it's it's every go. content creator for himself. Uh, it's a great question. I, I had some weird answers up the get go. I'm, I'm clearly not. Uh, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm, when you got into eating people right away, I was like, "Fuck, it's, it's going to be a tough time for you when, when she happens." But I think I, I don't know. It was just in my head from watching The Last of Us, and like that—that's what that that sick bastard did. I was like, "Is that what you do?" I, that's what I you think do. you I, get in the mountains. I don't want to live that. A lot long. of animals up there. A lot of animals. Yeah. So you just say you grab your gun and you head up the mountain. Yeah. Be on top of a hill. Make people come up there. Yeah. And mow them down. <laughs> just start. So Billy Quinn's the guy. Most most uh, Texas badasses are ready for, you know, they're ready going for fuck it. around. Let's Bring it go. on. So my three guys I played with that came to my mind were you, Loops, and Fact Daddy, but I wasn't really thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm down to do a festival. <laughs> the, the last weekend of the fucking world's happening. Let's go to Bonnaroo. I figured Fact Daddy would bring the six string, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, totally. You're going to have some good wine. Uh, loops, just Loops be in there. I want to see him yeah, before. He'll, yeah, yeah right? he'll be laughing right till the yeah, end. Yeah, like Loops will say something. He'll be telling some good stuff. He'll story. say something funny, and then next thing you know, it's fucking, it's over. But <laughs> Corn like, dogs. I guess I wasn't fucking prepared. <laughs> I had some bad answers. I had said, you got to start eating people and kill dogs. <laughs> I'm not that bad of a guy. I'm no, saying, no, you're not. But I would have to get Max to edit that. We got to clean that up a little bit. Max, clean that up a bit. Uh, I'm going to read one more here from Josh Blanchard. Great question, uh, Declan. What a, what a great question, fella. Fella, Blanche from Red Deer, the taint. Longtime listener, first time caller. Just want to let Obi know from last Thursday's pod when he, when he asked if we would still listen to the podcast, even if you didn't talk hockey. Yes, that's what brings the locker room feel even closer to us because the locker room isn't just for hockey. It's for jokes, laughs, and even some serious life shit. Loving the two episodes a week. It really helps break up the monotony monotony of the work week. Keep keep your tour. Keep. What's that say? Keep tour head up. Keep, means your, keep your head up. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep your head up and then passes tape to tape. Crispy rice. That's a fucking printing error. That's a typing error by one of you fucking guys there. Um, I think it was probably by Josh. He just sent it in. <laughs> just, you know. I would say that, that's good to know, though, that they don't want to just hear about hockey. Yeah. Right? That's I like, think our rundown is the best part. Yeah, the rundowns are starting to take over the it's whole pod. Lot, yeah, yeah. But I'm just, that's how we separate ourselves. You know, we can talk hockey all the time. Yeah. But, you know. Well, there's just, world. there's so many, there's so many things in the game that I gotta, I gotta get, oh, no, no, totally. piss me off that I gotta I talk know. about, that I gotta talk about. No, but. but I think the locker room feel is just that there's no place like the locker room. 
So there's yeah. no, there's no other, you know, run around or run down like the boys. eh? Yeah, no, it's good. And, 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 you know, we talk about everything. That's what, that's what we want to do. We want to talk about all kinds of different stuff, but, uh, so it's good to know. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Max, you want to, you want to play one for yep, the boys? I'll play one for you here. Hey boys. Uh, Josh from Alaska. Got a quick one here for you guys. So, um, I'm, we're playing club hockey down in, uh, Montana great falls and i'm conked i'm on the ir my my good buddy he takes a bad hit and just straight muscle spasms from the neck and shoulders down he can't move his shoulders can't turn left or right and you know he needs help getting undressed and i'm so i'm helping him out and you know we get him down to his jock and i'm like you know know, buddy there's no easy way to do this just you know i'll bite the bullet i'll be furtive so Rip down his fucking jock and fucking his goddamn horn and balls just dangling out there. I just can't help but fucking laugh. And so he's fucking hurting, laughing. His horn's fucking just bouncing up and down from him giggling. And, you know, we fucking finally get it going and 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 get his jock off. I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm just putting shorts on you. That's all. I'm not going to go up and down on you again here with boxers and shorts. So we rip the shorts up and I get up, I get up to his thighs and I'm like, okay, here it goes. And just fucking can't get his balls and cock in there man and we we're just sitting there dying <laughs> laughing while this guy can't even fucking look left or right it was a great one place <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about i'm not sure so what are the boys doing in alaska first they, of they all, come- what's going on in montana yeah, yeah, yeah. the boys are last to come down to montana so the guy got knocked out cold is that what he said he said he couldn't move his neck shoulders but well, what does that have to do with his, his, ball sack. his balls yeah yeah, I don't, I don't get that one. I don't know. He guy looked like he was having quite the time there. <laughs> I think his buddies were trying to help him out in the locker room, yeah. get his gear off of him, get some shorts on him, and you know, the cock and balls gave him I some mean, trouble. that's this part part of your gig's taking care of your buddy. Yeah, you can't move, but it, it seems like a long time worrying about worrying about his cock and balls. I would say that's like, yeah, I, I get everything they're doing. Like it's yeah. it's good. I need you got to take good care of your team buddy. guy. Good, good team, team guy, guy helps like, the guy when he's down. I mean, why you looked like he wanted to suck the guy <laughs> off. <laughs> Or he was trying to, at least. <laughs> While you're looking at a shaft, and trying to, like you can just put his shorts on and kind of like, yeah. You know? Tough. Uh, How fucking out cold you got to be not to be able to put your shorts on? Tough outing. Yeah, that's, tough a, outing. that's a tough call. I'm sure they didn't win the tournament. No. Not, uh, no I, I don't I know. I think they went not, home not, with their... not, money, not much gets a speechless here at Mr. Curfew, but I'm kind of speechless. Was, I'm yeah, kind of speechless on that one. That was a tough one. Uh, Maybe uh, next I, one? Here, I don't know what to say. Read one. Peter Puck? Read Peter Puck. Peter Puck. Uh, it is a DraftKings email here. Fellas, what's up? Writing from Jimmy's hometown, the Dirty Dot Dorchester. Nice. Quick question. Does DK ever post odds to bet on individual players to record a Gordie Howe hat trick? And if so, what do those odds look like? If not, maybe you could start a contest to go along with the top titty. Love all the content. Chaser interview was gold. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. FYI, Peter Puck is a throwback. Shout out to the old Bruins broadcast opening animation in the 70s. No shit. Didn't know that. Peter Puck. Um, Thanks, brother, for writing in our boy, uh, Peter Puck. He doesn't actually say his name here, but anyway. I, I like what he's saying. Like, if we could get like a missing curfew Gordie Howe hat trick bump, but there's just no more Gordie Howe hat tricks. No, and it would be nice if you could say, like, will there be one tonight? Yeah. Like, in all the games. And what would that line be? It'd be, you know, it'd be, it'd be like plus 200. Buddy, I bet you there's been... be a good, like, playoff, uh, 
you know, for the for, for the opening night of the playoffs, will there be a Gordie Howe Hattie? But probably yeah, not. Yeah, no. I bet you there's only been how many this year? Maybe ten. <sighs> no, not even fucking close. No, really. I would say one. All the Brady Kachuk fights. There's not one, one Gordie Howe in there. One or two, I would say. I uh, bet you. Bet you right now. Well, Brady, Revo got one. And Brady Kachuk's, I bet, at least got two. He's fucking fighting every night, this kid. Yeah, but you got to get the goal on the apple, too. Yeah, I know. He scores a lot. The last one that I heard of was Ryan Reeves. Revo had a Gordie Howe trick. But I'm, I'm hoping Brady has one as well. But I get what he's, he's saying there. He's like, yeah. it would be a good thing. If they were still fighting in the game, it'd be a great one. I think it's, um, I think there's different things that we could put in, like, into, like, just a bet. Like, whether or not. Uh, I don't know. A goalie, you know, gets an assist or fucking, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, can bet on, you can bet on anything. And I, I get what he's, he's saying, but there's just, there's not enough fighting anymore upset. We could put a Gordie, like a missing curfew, Gordie Howe hat trick on there. I mean, this year, the only one I could think of is I know Ryan Reeves had one and I, and I kind of think there was one other one, but I can't quite remember who it was. Anthony Manta now has more career Gordie Howe hat tricks than before one. Oh. Anthony Manta, that guy's been in a fight. I never even thought that guy fought ever. Yeah, he had a hat trick with a fight against Corey Perry. Finished off the hat trick with a fight against Corey Perry. This so year? That was, this, that was 2022. So this was written on um, November 11th, 2022. So that was this year. Ryan Reeves had the last Gordie hat trick. March 14th, Ryan Reeves had a goal and assist in a fight. Um, that's the last one I remember, bud. You got to think Brady's had one, though. Oh, Clem Costin had one. Fucking rights he did in December against the Coyotes. I love that kid. So, yeah, there's been a few. There's been probably under five, I would Brady say. Brady Kachuk, right here. At MSG with a 3-2 overtime win against the Sens. Yeah. There's no official record book for Gordie Howe hat-tricks, says this article on the Hockey News. But players from the Rock'em Sock'em 90s were well-suited as dual threats. Rick Tockett being one, Shanahan... And Rangers coach Gerard Gallant, many of the most prominent suspects, are still playing important roles in our game today. Fucking right. TJ Oshie had one, too. Remember when he drilled Lindgren from behind in the boards and he had to fight the next shift? He had a Gordie Howe that night. So, yeah, there's been there's probably, probably been a five, five to ten. Yeah, ten's a little high, but whatever. Yeah. There's, there's, I don't think that's enough that you could, unless Bad. Brady Kachuk's playing every night. Yeah. What a I treat mean, if it would be. I mean, what do, you, what do you think the line would have been on Ryan Reeves getting a Gordie Howe chat trick March 14th? It would have been plus fucking 5,000, right? The fact mm -hmm. that he's going to score a goal. <laughs> what is Revo on, on an ordinary day to score a goal? On, on, are they playing tonight? Let's look it up. Probably Revo to get, it, to get a goal? Jeez. I think Probably plus like 1,200. Yeah, exactly. So now you got to put the fight and the assist in there. It'd probably be like plus 5,000 yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah, I just think it should be throughout the league. Any league. I mean, anybody in the league gets a Gordio hat trick. I love it. I would love to see more Gordio hat tricks. It's a great question. Uh, we'll finish it off right here with Cordy Johnson. Flights. Fallas. I live in Southern Ontario. Bothwell, I don't know where that is. And got sent to Saskatoon for a one-day job. It took me 19 hours to get there. Two-hour delay in Toronto made me miss my connection flight. Into Calgary. Thank God we travel with silly sticks in Canada now. Wondering the worst travel stories the boys have had um, throughout their career. Take her sleazily and don't let your meat loaf. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know what the fuck that means. Not sure either. Worst travel story ever? I mean, I got a funny story of when I went to PA Pronto's wedding. It was in Moncton, New Brunswick. I had to fly all the way from here. And we had, a, obviously, a late night. So I had an early flight. 
And I flew from Moncton to Montreal. So I got on that flight and then I got on my flight from Montreal to LAX. And I got on there and I took like a fucking Ambien or whatever and fell asleep and woke up thinking I was in LA and I was still in fucking, I was still in Montreal. I sat on the runway for an hour and a half. So they woke me up. I was like, come off the gate. I'm like, fuck, I'm back. And they're like, no, no, you're still in Montreal. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I'm still in Montreal? They're like, yeah, we sat on the runway for an hour and a half to two hours. With I'm like, what? We haven't even left yet. <laughs> so I had to get off the plane, sit there, delayed fucking two or three hours, get back on the plane. And I ended up, it was like a fucking 20 hour day. But I woke up, thought I was already in LAX. I was like, that wasn't a bad flight. What about all your Aspen trips? Those are Aspen's tough. a nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Aspen's a nightmare. I've been lucky. I've been lucky. Yeah. Um, I would say the mornings leaving the Loophole and Friends golf tournament are never easy. The Bulls. walk, the walk that long walk in Edmonton International Airport with it, you know. <laughs> well, you saw me tail the, dangling you saw between me the your one, legs. You saw me the one year there. Oh, I was yeah, like literally dragging my clubs. There was one flight out every year. There was one WestJet flight out. This is that's is eight twenty a.m. This is exactly it. This was the worst travel day of the year. Eight twenty. We hadn't been to fucking bed. Got to get there by six. Been partying for three, four days. Yeah, that was the worst. We went there how many years? Mid August. Ten years. (laughs) Yeah, he had ten year loophole. We probably went eight of the ten. Did we miss any? Yeah, I think we missed a couple down the stretch. You're like, Loops, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. I love you, bud, but I don't know. You're going to need to apocalypse here to get, to get me to go to this thing again. Oh, geez. But you are part of my three, my threesome and you know, bring the guitar. Let's go. I, I did miss a couple of the flights near like finally one, one year, me and Loops both missed it. We had to fly through Seattle, Edmonton to Seattle, Seattle home. We were the drunkest guys on that flight in Seattle. Not bad. You land in OC. <laughs> we did land at the OC, but those were some of the worst travel days. Just hurting. Hurting. Hurting hurt Albertans. Yeah. I'm try- and, and, and I will tell you this too. Remember back in the day in the American League where we fly commercial? I remember fucking Aaron Rome's first year pro. We were, we were playing either Salt Lake or where's another place we flew to? Um, I think it was Salt Lake. We get on this seven, seven, seven fifteen bird. So we're up and out of at four and we're hammered the night before. And we're sitting in the back and Aaron Rome is, I'm in the, I think I'm in the middle seat and Romer's on the wing and, and he's sitting there and he's got the puke bag the whole fucking way. He's puking from the time we get on the plane That's to the time we get back to Cincinnati. And he just kept hanging it to the stewardess. So some of those early flights in the American league, I remember getting up and just, well, not even getting up. Like you hadn't gone to bed. Like imagine how we stunk on that. The rest of the people must've thought, and we're all wearing suits. We couldn't stick out even more. So some We're of those days, bacon and eggers in the airport, Chicago hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. 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 God, those that's what so made us tough, but yeah, it's true. That's why we enjoyed the NHL. Like we did. Yeah. Cause those stinky, stinky bus rides. It was terrible. Max, have you got one more call for us? Yeah. We got another call here. Good story. Ooh. Curfew calls, lip boomers, fellas. How are we boys? Hope the sun's shining down in Newport and. You know, whoever else the up dog's hanging his hat tonight. <laughs> got John calling from old Peter Patch, Peterborough, Ontario. Oh. Uh, not far from Obes old stomping grounds. I'm sure he's been once or twice. Uh, you know, we love the show, fellas. Love that you guys let her go and have fun. Please keep it up. You can't stop a rolling rock. Uh, fucking curfew calls. All right. Uh, can you guys run a quick little snake draft, like, against each other of old buddies from the National that you'd want to, you know, be out with for a wild night or a crazy weekend trip away? Uh, we're talking like back in the day, no crazy 2023 hangovers, no life force <laughs> helping you out, boys making bananas. Um, who are you pulling out of the woodworks? Uh, who are you doing damage with? Who's getting wild? What's on deck? Um, oh, 
can't, no picking each other and, and no repeats. I know it's kind of whack, but it'd be way too easy if you guys just picked each other in loops. Um, thanks, fellas. Funniest pod. Keep her going. R.I.P. Scoopsy. Who are our running mates? Yeah, who back in the day? That we can't pick each other. Yeah. I got a guy. P.A. Pronto. P.A. Pronto, he's divorced now. I could say he was fucking the first first year he came to Denver. He was just by himself and fucking wow. I mean, I still think I still think it's why I got traded. I mean, we were just idiots. It yeah. was just complete gong show city. So P.A., uh, one that people won't know, this guy by the name of Alex Bolduke, who always was a kind of an up and down fringe guy in Vancouver. Yeah. Duker would come up and we'd have an unbelievable time together in Vancouver. So Alex Bolduke was another guy I like to mix it with. Uh, Jamie McGinn was a guy in Denver I like to mix mix it with, and then my boy Derek Smith in Calgary. Smitty was a was a guy that I didn't mix it too much in Calgary, but you talk about come over for some wine and just hang out. Those are those are some guys undercover guys that I would yeah. like to mix it with. So mine would be for sure Toots. Oh yeah, growing up, I think we had five years together. Toots in on my list too, yeah, yeah, Toots. Um, no one better at doing what he did back in the day, and God bless. Had twelve years, thirteen years sober now. It's in, it's incredible it's yeah. incredible and um just uh, like i mean hilarious to be around full on <laughs> uh Vern fiddler was a guy Vern. he was always ready for a good time um sammy lapisto when i was in phoenix yeah he was he's your boy. a legend i got traded with him and we did that night in vegas on the way to play vancouver in vancouver the next day when we both got traded to columbus that was it was almost a complete all-nighter um <laughs> scoopsy broadway jimmy scoops and then my blues boys were great the whole fucking whack load of them yeah. but uh you know schwartzy uh robbie fabry joel edmondson was an absolute legend yeah uh bob twos we had a good crew single group fun yeah yeah that's a good crew guys there and my tampa days i gotta give some love to nick tarnaski remember oh, tarno tarnaski. tarno me and tarno got banged up a lot and the westerly guy that only had a little cup of coffee in tampa stepper but- Stepper was my guy in Cincy, but Kyle Wanvig, remember that name? Wanvig, of course. Yeah. Wanvig came up with us in Tampa for like every now and then. And anytime he came up, we'd fucking, we'd, we'd have a good rip at her. Oh, Jose Theodore. Yeah. Was one. I mean, wow. Ryan Malone too, but everyone knows Bugsy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mike Smith. Uh, I, think I like Theo because he'd go, he'd want to go to like nice restaurants and, you know, he always had this like upscale. We'd drive down to Miami and have these lunches and just fucking do our thing. It's good. You know who's the guy we, we, we in Denver? Ryan O'Byrne was his name. We called oh, him yeah. Big Sexy. Yeah, I played the, he was in that um, uh, Aspen game. Yeah. He would need a good push, but once you, when you got Big Sexy out and got him going, he he could hang with the best. Big of wrench them. on him, eh? <laughs> wrench? I don't remember. Oh. I, don't, I, really don't, I really don't remember. I really don't remember, but good hair. Good yeah, hair. Yeah, good hair. He was going when I- Big when boy. I, big boy. When I came to Denver, he would go, he would, he wore a visor and whatever. That's fine. But he would wear a helmet and warm up, eh? Like, I'm getting to know him. I sat beside him and like month in, month in, I go, what are you doing with that fucking helmet on? <laughs> He's like, I'm like, look at your hair. Yeah, like, yeah, fucking, on, first man. of all, you're going to, you're going to play better. You know, you're going to get more puss and like sell the game here. And he took his bucket <laughs> off and never put it back on. He's like, well, I'm a little nervous. We'll get him with the puck. I'm like, just stay above the, 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 the you know, don't go below the, the face off dots. Stay out of the corners. You won't get hit and go out there and just sell the game. And he just, next thing you know, he's just out there loving life. So good last Rhino Byrne was a sneaky guy that if you get him out and get him going, good looking cat, chicks loved him and, and he could mix it, but he needed a good push. Like yeah, he, yeah, for he sure. He was like, he was a straight, narrow guy. Yeah. Like kind of the opposite of, you know, he was a pro, like he fucking took care of himself, blah, blah, blah. 
But when you got him out there, he could he could mix it up a little bit. But and Nick Tarnaski one night was the drunkest guy I've ever seen in Tampa. He literally like fell into a guy's like Bentley outside. I'm like, hey, the guy's like, well, hey, he's fine, he's fine, don't worry about him. And I think Tarno, I think he ended up like maybe sleeping in the bush that night. Like I'm talking, I'm talking going in, going into the bar, not leaving. Going in, he was so drunk, he banged this guy's Bentley. And we get to the front door. That was the night I saw Derek Jeter coming out. So we were coming in. Tarno fucking hits the car. So we go to the side door to talk to the guy. And as we're trying to get in, Jeter comes running out. I'm like, holy fuck, that was Derek Jeter. I just got to Tampa. Go to the side door of the guy we know. And the guy's like, I can't let Tarno. Like, I can't let him in. Like, my, he's already seen him. I'm like, Tarno, just go home. We go in, mixed up. Come out two hours later, and t- there's Tarno <laughs> sleeping in the bush. I'm like, Tarno, get up, fella, get up, fella. So, That's a recipe for disaster. But he did make it to the after party. We woke him up. He said, oh, fuck, okay. Nice. Then, yeah, I came to the after party. Impressive. There were so many good guys to have fun with. Like, that was, right? Yeah. Yeah, my Philly, my whole Philly team was fun. Oh, man, that <laughs> team was... Richie Carts. Who was their guy on that team that maybe people didn't think like? But one, Glenn Metropolitan. Yeah, Metro. I saw him at the Roller a couple times. Uh, Asham. He's a beauty. Um, Hatcher was fun. But Glenn Metropolitan, that's the yeah, guy. Yeah. Like the couple times I saw you guys out with your team, he'd be out there mixing it. Yeah. Good veteran Coates, guy. Riley Cote. And then I want to give some love if we're talking a Tanner Glass. Tanner Glass in Vancouver. And, and listen, Van was tough. Like, great, great team. We were great, great guys. Love playing. But guys just they didn't really like to mix it too much, right? And, and Tanner Glass came in, and Glasser was an absolute beauty. Road I went warrior. to a Jack White concert, sat next to him. Did you? Yeah, M- MSG when he was playing for the Rangers. Yeah. I was with Frosty and Moods. Good dude. Yeah, Good and dude. Uh, Michael Douglas was in front of us, and so was Chris Rock. It was cool. And then Glass and his wife. Sat, sat How did size. Michael Douglas's hair look? Good. He had his kids with him. He's got good flow, doesn't uh, he? He's a legend, yeah. Yeah. This was, this was probably 12, 13 years ago. Was before. I think he might be a little sick now. Yeah, know. he got- He's uh, a little older now. He got from- eating, he was a legend. He got it from eating box. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Got to be careful with box eating out there, Binger. Careful, bud. It'll get you. So we've got a long one here, but uh, interested to hear your take on this fella's story. Joel Geddes from uh, Junior B Trade is the subject. Fellas, got a classic story from my time in Junior B in beautiful British Columbia. Was home for Christmas and having some beers with some buddies. After a few pops, we thought it'd be a great idea to prank call this fourth liner on our team. We had a buddy call this guy pretending to be a GM from another league saying he was acquired in a trade. We went as far as to call back pretending to be from a local radio station and interviewed the kid asking the most ridiculous questions. The kid bit the bait and believed it all. We ended up uh, going in to grab grab his gear the next week. And his current coach GM asked him what he was doing, and he told told him he was he was traded. The coach was an absolute dunce and didn't even question it, and called the team he said he was being traded to. The other team was just as confused and obviously had no idea what was going on. Two days later, we hear the kid actually ended up getting traded to that team for nothing in return. He was a local kid on his organ or on his original team, and his brother was playing for the Penguins AHL team, so the name was very recognizable. To summarize, we ostra- uh, we orchestrated a trade for a greasy of a greasy fourth line junior B to a random team in the league, in an, uh, to a random team in another league. About two weeks later, the kid found out it was me and absolutely lost his mind. I felt bad, but I told him may- maybe he would actually get some uh, ice time on the new team. Cheers, boys! Love the pod. So he traded his buddy. Traded just, just a greasy fourth liner for nothing, squad for, for nothing. What? For nothing. He made it up no, and like then he, it ended yeah, up he, happening. He, he was pranking the kid and the kid actually took it that far that he was, you know, he actually packed his gear up and left. And, <laughs> and the other they, team was like, what the fuck are you doing showing say, up hey, here? Hey, fuck it, you're not on this team? Yeah, basically. But then they traded for him anyway. 
for nothing. <laughs> and then, you know, the kid felt like he was doing this, you know, greasy fourth liner a, fa a favor and said, you know, this might be the best thing to happen for you. Wow. New Rolodex. So we got him traded. Yeah, new trade. Fresh bullpen. He's a guy should be thanking him. <clears throat> Guy should be thanking him. He should be thanking him. Yeah. Maybe he's when, a greasy third liner. When you that. got traded, were you were you excited for the opportunity to have a new bullpen or were you upset with the bullpen you're leaving behind? Um because I know it didn't take you very long to stack the bullpen, but I'm just no, saying there like, was, always, was, there was there a always, part of you like that was fuck. a bonus to the that was a bonus to the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and going from Philly to Phoenix, I'm thinking this is this is some great opportunity. <laughs> My bullpen's gonna be a lot better. <laughs> um, you know, going from, from Florida to I, but I wasn't where did I get traded? I You went to Columbus. Nashville to Philly was a tough one, right? First time I've ever been traded. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. twenty three years old, doesn't you know, watch yeah. guys get traded before but never ever thought you'd be the one. Yeah. So that was like was nah, your ball was, was your shitty. bullpen locked and loaded in Nashville? Didn't you have a girlfriend in Nashville? You I did, a little bit part time. <laughs> part-time girl i was young what, what do you expect if anyone's having a full-time girlfriend no, listen, then it's like listen, you're out of I, your mind i know listen part -time. I, I had a girlfriend in, in tampa and i remember brad richards said to me he said how, how old are you i said i 24 23 you got a girlfriend living with you eh? uh, like, let's tell me how that works out i was like oh fuck probably right and eventually i was like this is and it was nothing well she was a sweetheart but no yeah, yeah but, i had to abort the situation i'm like what am i doing yeah and it's not you know you're not like probably Part-time, part-time part girlfriend. promising anything. It's, no. You're hanging out. She knew what she was getting herself into, right? You're just hanging out. It's nothing. <laughs> it's like, you know, on Sunday nights and whatever, maybe catch up on, you know, shows and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you take or her out in Nashville? Dinner. Like when you, okay, let's say. Yeah, we were hanging out. Okay, yeah. But let's say big win, you and Toots, going to Tin Roof. Is she meeting you there? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe after the loss. <laughs> No, not after a win. No. I mean, call me crazy, but <laughs> I don't know. Did you got to you got to realize that uh, you know you only play this game a certain amount of you know, years. And you don't want to be tied down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she got, no, did I tell the story when it's, you're young? When we finally broke up in Tampa, and, and kudos to her, she she moved all her shit out when I was at the rink. And came back, we lost actually. So I got back to the house and I fucking opened my door. And I was like, fuck, she had a lot of shit. Like, after all that was left was a TV and a couch and like, not even a plan. I'm like, yeah. I have to go to somewhere tomorrow and grab some more stuff. But well, I remember the first time they moved in. <laughs> it's one thing getting them out, but well, when they move in, well, that was the you thing. realize how Once, much stuff they actually have. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, this yeah. is life. You just this start, you're looking like, around, you're like, what is going changer. on here? And you're like, 26, like, what? Do you, <laughs> do I sign up for this? Where did, I, where did I sign up for this? You're like, I just want to play hockey, go to Bonnaroo. What, what happened here? Yeah, like, does this mean we, you know, we got to hang out after wins? Yeah, like obviously not. But I'm talking about like, so we both of us at younger ages live with girls, right? You lived with your ex for a little bit. And I live in my. How young was young? Well, 27. I, I was. I was probably 24. You were. No, I never lived with. Uh, my first girlfriend I lived with was. I was probably 27, 28. Really? Yeah. That old, eh? Oh yeah. No, twenty. Really? Mm. But anyways, you think that's it was, what, it was my second year in Phil, <clears throat> second year in Philly, twenty-seven. Do you think that gave you a taste <clears throat> of like what it was like to live with a girl in the, at that particular moment? You're like, well, I'm not quite ready. For me, it was. I was like, the girl I was dating at the time, she was a sweetheart. I just was like, wow, that's a lot. Like all of a sudden, it's like she's living with you. It, it, there's no going back. There's no turning around. It's like holy shit. I don't shit. think at twenty-seven anyone should be living with anybody. <laughs> Maybe your best buddy. 
you know, being or sleeping on the couch or something. <laughs> you know, there's no what, need like, yeah, live your life a bit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like live your life. It made you realize that you weren't ready to have kids till you're 38 or whatever, right? Like you had a good run is what I'm saying. Like, do you, do think- you just want to be, you know, be a little more selfish? Yeah. You know, worry For, about the career. You used to say. Worry that, about, you know, you used to use life the, experiences. You used to use the word to me. You used to say, I hope I just like my freedom. You used to say that to me quite often in the summer times. When yeah. we were probably chirping loops about having a girlfriend, we'd be like, how does he have a girlfriend? Why does he have a girlfriend? And you know, I'd be like, right? You're like, doesn't he want his freedom, Oops? Doesn't he yeah. want his freedom? Freedom. That always stuck with me when I was like, oh, he's right. Fuck, you can't put a price on freedom. And I think that's why we Free just, time, freedom, yeah. you know, free balling, <laughs> farting in your bed. <laughs> All the little things you take for granted. Yeah. Oh, be your, be your beauty, buddy. Uh, the curfew calls, that's why I love them. They yeah. just turn into me stuff. and you shooting the shit. So, Maxi, uh, Bigger, thank you guys. Uh, that was curfew calls, fella. Fella. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.